Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about growth. And this is a really, really exciting topic for me because I'm going through a cycle right now of trying to achieve that growth, of chasing that growth, just because I feel like I've been in a more stagnant state of business over the past maybe nine-ish months. And it's one of those things where you don't really realize that you're in a stagnant or static place with your business until you look around and you realize like everyone around you is innovating or you look at your processes, you look at the services you're doing and you're like, wow, I haven't touched this since last year. And there's nothing wrong with being in a static or stagnant phase of business. I personally was kind of actively choosing to stay in a very comfortable place for most of the year just because I had a lot going on. Like I was gone for a month. I went to Vietnam with my family and then I was doing my summer camp and I wanted to make sure that was successful. Um, I took a small pivot decided to work a little bit more with brands to make some content creation and um, also just trying to give myself some more space to work on my mental health. However, now I've bounced back after taking a little break and I really, really want to get back to that really fun, hustling growth phase of the business that I was like really, really enjoying um, last year and like the year before that. And when I was thinking about growth and the reasons why I might not be growing, there were a couple of things that I realized that I was doing every single time I entered into that thought process. And I figured it would be a really great episode to share with you guys in case any of you are hoping to focus on growth in the new year and wanting to prep for that in the upcoming months before the year ends. And I also wanted to throw in some tips to make sure that this growth phase for you and this growth transition isn't in addition to your workload. I think it's really important when you're talking about growth, you're talking about making changes to your business, that they are sustainable and they're not going to increase burnout because then you're growing and growing, growing, but then you're going to burn out and then maybe take a break, take a step back. And that growth that you just put in, all that effort you put in was sort of for nothing. So this episode is going to be about how to understand what you need to do in order to grow, making a plan for it, and then how to implement it in such a way that it is sustainable and it's going to give you the least amount of headaches. So without further ado, let's get started. The first thing that I want to ask you is what are you trying to grow? When we say growth with business, I think it's quite easy to think, well, of course, I just want to grow the business, the business being this huge monolithic entity, but you want to break it down, get really specific here and target what exactly are you trying to grow metric wise or what's something measurable that you're wanting to grow and you're wanting to see the growth in. So I'm going to give you a few examples. Growth could mean your skills. Like I want to grow as a designer. I want to grow as a creative. It could be scale. Like I'm looking to grow the literal size of my business. Be the quality or quantity of projects. Like, okay, I want to start booking more projects or I want to start booking higher ticket projects. It could be your audience if that's something that you're working on your community. It could be I want to grow my following. I want to grow the amount of people on my email list, for example. I want to grow the amount of people that listen to my podcast, for example. And it could also be uh, financial things like I want to grow my revenue. So these are all different ways um, that you can 
focus on growing. And these are just a couple. I'm sure that there are tons more that I missed, but you always want to start there. You want to get specifics. If you just say, I want to grow the business, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure here. Um, not necessarily that you're going to like not achieve that, but I think it's much harder to measure growth of a business just flat across the board. It's much easier to take a look at specific areas and focus one by one. And if the answer to the question of like, what do I want to grow is all of the above, that's awesome. I think that's great. But you want to start one by one, working your way through all of those different aspects. Because if you just say, I want to grow the business with a blanket plan, it's more likely than not that some of those things will be accomplished. Some of them will fall under and into the cracks. And then you might be disappointed with the outcome. So focusing on one at a time, I think is the best strategy, not only for success, but also for sustainability. Because if you're trying to do all of these things to grow all at the same time, you're going to be so tired by the end of it. I mean, it just sounds tiring saying it. So I'm going to use some examples here. I'm going to use different references um, from the different categories that I mentioned, but I'm sure there are tons of ones that I'm missing. So Let's just say that what I decided I want to grow is um, my skills. So what does that mean? How do I grow my skills? There's two ways to reverse engineer that so that you're saying, I want to grow in this area. I want to be at a certain level in this area and you need to get from A to Z. How you can do that is you can either start from A and look at all the steps, you know, B, C, D to get to Z, or you can go to Z and reverse engineer, look backwards and say, well, what's preventing me from getting to Z? So what I, what I mean is like two questions. What kinds of changes would allow me to grow in this area? Or what might be stopping me from growth? So the question that you ask yourself or the question that you go about answering depends more on you. Do you feel like you're not growing because there's something stopping you? Like there's a limitation? Or do you feel like, What's stopping you from growth is just that you haven't taken the step forward. That's really the question here. So if the question is skills, it's more likely than not that the answer to growing in your skills as a designer is going to be one, recognizing what strengths you have and what weaknesses that you have and whatever weaknesses that you have, if it's like a certain type of design, if it's an area of design, if it's a software, then going and seeking out something that will allow you to learn that or to bridge that gap. Um, it might be the case that you've done everything that you can and what's stopping you from growth is a course or like you need access to something that you just can't do yourself. And that would be a reverse engineering situation where you're like, okay, I've done, I've gone as far as I can. The only thing stopping me from getting to Z is this one thing. And it should be a goal of yours to know, now go and get that thing. So not to get to like in the weeds here with like one specific anecdote, but I think it's really simple if you just sit down and you just think about it in these terms. Like I want to be here. Why am I not there? And if I don't even know like all the steps, what is like the next step that I can do? So starting small, starting in linear terms is going to help you a lot with feeling overwhelmed and it feeling like a daunting task. So I'll just use an example for me. Um, I kind of felt that my services and types of projects that I was doing 
felt very, very stagnant. I felt like I wasn't really growing as much as a designer, growing as much as like an abuse businesswoman as I have maybe in past years. I just wasn't innovating with like my services as much. I used to like change up my um, content strategy, my marketing strategies. I used to change up my pricing and my packages and, and processes like every like six months back when I was first starting. But I realized I haven't really touched any of those in like a year and a half. And so the main thing that I've been focusing on lately in terms of growth is quality of projects and quantity of projects. So I want to start booking more projects again, and then I want the quality of them to be higher. So I want um, to have a more satisfying end product and better experience for my clients. So that's my area of growth. So my question for myself was, what kind of change would allow me to create better quality projects? And I was like, well, that's like a really daunting question because it could be a million things. So then I, I flipped it and I asked myself, well, what kinds of things are preventing or hindering the quality of my projects right now? And then I looked at myself and I was like, my website development process is the worst. I hate it. I think it's like so cumbersome. I always find that there's lots of bugs and lots of delays. And I think that is the main pain point for me that is preventing the quality of like experience for my clients and the quality of the actual product. So I was like, let me then make a change to the way that I do websites. Um, So that leads me to my next point, which is how to make it sustainable. So my recommendation is any changes that you make for your growth strategy, it should be a structural change rather than an additional change. So what I mean by that is I think it's better to take something that exists in your business and change how you do it. So that way your workload is essentially the same. I think it could be a really big mistake to see some a growth strategy as something that you add to your plate. I think that's a super easy way to be burnt out, super easy way for you to quit it or to do it inconsistently. And then, you know, you're ultimately not going to see results if you're doing it inconsistently and you're not going to have a good experiment that way. So structural change rather than additional change. It's about replacing or improving what you're already doing rather than just doing more. So to tie this third point into um, my example with myself, when I was thinking about quality of my projects, how could I make a structural change? Well, I'm just going to literally change the, the packages in the process of how I do websites. So Right now I'm doing custom websites and what that requires is just a lot of back and forth with a developer, sourcing a developer that can do the types of custom work that is done. Um, And I just don't know that custom websites are like super necessary for my clients. And so I decided to make the change and to start pushing my semi-custom websites. I came up with a brand new package. I talked to a bunch of developers about how doing a semi-custom service might work. And within a month, I had a plan to switch the way I do websites over to semi-custom. And then I updated all of my ClickUp processes and updated my pricing guide to reflect these changes. And now I'm booking beta projects to test out the semi-custom service that I just created. And I'll hopefully be launching it in the new year. So that's an example of one way that I wanted to improve the quality of my websites. For a quantity of projects, I was thinking a lot about my audience and thinking a lot about my marketing. Like, why haven't I really been booking as many? And I think it's because I've been just relying on my existing audience for a long time to bring in work. Um, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense because if I'm just keeping my consistent same audience, 
it can kind of be assumed that anybody who has wanted to work with me in my existing audience has already worked with me um, and they already know about me. And so I need to be reaching new people, new eyes in order to be reaching new clients. And so that means I wanted to make a different type of marketing strategy that I've been doing in the past. So just to go back to the three questions, number one, like what isn't growing? So what isn't growing is the quantity of projects. So my, my quantity of leads and clients. So the second question is what kinds of changes would allow me to grow that or what might be stopping me from that growth? So the answer for me was the changes need to be reach. Like how am I reaching people? And I can't just be talking to the same people and over and over. So that means that the changes that I'm making are changes to the types of content that I'm doing, changes to the types of audiences that I'm targeting, and also changes to like the platform that I'm using. I'm pretty reliant on Instagram. But Instagram is very much like a community-based, like insular type of thing. It's kind of hard to reach new eyes on Instagram. So I have decided to um, do more work with my Pinterest, for example, and maybe Behance. And then what might be stopping me from growth is, I think, complacency. I think being complacent with the types of content content I've been making and assuming that having followers is going to translate into leads um, was a mistake. And so I think getting out of that mindset and thinking that I need to constantly be dedicating time to new eyes and new faces on my Instagram and on my other marketing platforms is what's going to allow me to grow. And the third question is how can I make it structural rather than just an additional thing on my plate? So what I'm doing now is when I'm thinking about content, rather than just coming up with ideas for content and then just doing them as I go, which is what I did before, I am actually looking at my content calendar and I am scheduling and I am planning out the types of content that I'm doing. I am thinking about diversifying the types of things that I am uh, marketing and the things that I'm showcasing on my profile and how I'm making it structural rather than just adding onto my plate is I am removing a lot of the previous ways that I did my content, which was scrolling on, on TikTok for hours, trying to find trending sounds or like going on reels for hours, trying to find trending sounds or to find trends that I could potentially do. Um, or spending tons of time making like carousels or making um, these really nicely, really cool design posts that were like unique every single time. They were just a huge time suck. And I don't think that they were any more effective for me than branded posts that just use my studio branding over and over. So I'm making the structural change to shy away from like making like innovative, completely unique designs every single time I want to make a post. And I'm going back to using like branded templates for my studio. And then um, using that extra time that I've gained back from no longer doing that excessive design stuff to then pour into more intentional like content strategy rather than like the design aspect of it. So this is just an example of how I've been able to take these kind of three steps for growth and implement it into my own business. And I can already feel the changes. Like ever since I've been doing these things, I already feel so much better about my projects. I'm already getting more leads. And it's been really, really exciting to see that only after like a month or so of inputting these strategies, are they paying off? So I'm going to try and keep maintaining all of these strategies up into the new year, you know, hopefully all the way into the spring until I do summer camp to see really exactly how well they've been turning out but just after a month I feel pretty confident that these are the right moves to make so one last time I know I've been repeating myself I'm going to just recap three major things that we covered one 
Anytime you start your growth journey, you want to ask, what do I want to grow? Keep it specific, keep it actionable. And if your preferences for growth are large, just start on one end and work your way to the other rather than doing all of it at once. Second thing is whatever the focused growth area is, ask yourself two questions. What kind of changes would allow me to grow into what might be stopping me from growth? So asking yourself either of these questions will help to make sure that you're not stuck, that you don't feel overwhelmed. Because the first question of what kind of change would allow me to make that grow feels very large and very vast and hard to tackle. So that second question is there for you. Like what is stopping me right now from moving forward? The third thing, whatever you decide to do to like reverse engineer that growth, you want to make sure that it's a change or an improvement to what you're already doing, not an addition to your plate. So thinking about, okay, if I'm going to be doing this, which takes extra effort, what can I now remove from my plate that will no longer serve me or that is being replaced by this new strategy. So those are the three things I recommend for approaching growth and making it sustainable and helping you reach a place in your business that you're happy with without making you unhappy and stressed out in the process. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, if you want to talk through any growth areas, if you want to shoot anything by me, I love when we have conversations on Instagram. So please feel free to message me either on the podcast Instagram or my Instagram, which is at the Design Diaries Podcast or at ATNN Design. I would also love if you submitted any like Q&A or anything to the podcast here on Spotify or on Anchor. And yeah, that is it. I hope this was helpful and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.